You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. No champagne this week, although the Knowles deserve it. You should, Corey. You're in the press box there, at Chapel Hill. I'm back home. They don't, the media only was visiting media was only allowed to send five people to this mm. game because of COVID. So uh, you're our representative for more chant. Uh, so you, you're solo, but you couldn't you couldn't sneak some uh, champagne in for this one, or even wine. You know, Cassell called this a wine and cheese crowd 30 right. years ago. I couldn't even I couldn't even find any wine, so it's just Diet Coke, and I just drank it. So sorry, you <laughs> know, that's not a precedent I want to set. I don't want to keep dumping stuff on me. Like it's that Nickelodeon show from the eighties every time they win. Otherwise I won't want them to win, but man, what a win. I mean, that yeah. was, uh, I texted you a few minutes ago. I don't know. We'll have to look it up. I'm sure somebody will. Um, the largest point spread they've won as an underdog. I, that's gotta be top three all time in program history. A lot of that is because they're not underdogs, 17 and a half points typically. Um, but man, what a win, a, a win that I don't think any of us really saw coming. No, I don't think any – none of us predicted at War Chan. I'm, I don't think many people did outside of, you know, the most diehard fans. Um, but – and then the way the game started, I certainly did. Yeah. You had several defensive players out for the game. Uh, we find out before the game that Jared Jackson, who's going to be backing up Dennis Briggs, who's out for the right. season, he's going to be replacing him. He's not available for this game. So you're thinner at defensive tackle. They had three key defensive backs not available, and they've already been kind of thin at defensive back. Uh, and then they fall down 10 nothing on the road. They haven't won a road game in two years. They've only won one in the last three years, basically. Um, so then to turn it around and go up 21 to 10 like that uh, really was kind of crazy to watch on TV. What was it like in person? Yeah, you know, it wasn't a, it wasn't a uh, raucous North Carolina crowd. I think that that loss to start the season kind of took some of the juice out of them. But, uh, it, you know, when, the, when they got down, when they got up 10 nothing, it was like Norvell said, it was rocking. I don't know if I'd call it rocking, but it was it was loud enough. And then, look, man, uh, you know, it was a crazy quarter, a crazy first half, because I think Florida State ran six plays in the first quarter yeah. for 12 yards. They just didn't have the ball. But early in the second quarter, Travis does what Travis does. If he's healthy, he's going to have a couple of plays like that, typically a game. And that 55-yard run, touchdown run, there ain't nobody else on the roster that's doing that. And I just think that play just gave them life. Like, okay, we're not backing down. We're not going to fold like we normally do on the road. We're in this thing. And then I think the defense immediately got to stop. Um, I don't know if it was a punt or the Jarian Jones pick, but whatever happened, um, they got to stop. And then Florida State goes right down the field and scores again. And all of a sudden, they feel good about themselves. And that win last week, man, I mean, it does. When you when you win and figure out how to win and win close, win, win the important plays like they did against Syracuse late, I, I think that buoyed them a little bit and gave them some confidence. And I just think it had all the makings of a familiar Florida State loss on the road until that Jordan Travis run. 
and then it was just like the floodgates opened, and they did almost anything they wanted offensively. They only punted twice the rest of the way, and both times were on fourth and one. You know, it wasn't like they were ever really backed up. They just like that they they're at the end of the game and coming out of the second half, they punted on third on fourth and one. So they were only one yard away from getting those punts. So just a, a really incredible offensive performance, I thought. I think something we'll have to see if we can dig into this week. I think that we talked about it a little bit last week. I still don't really understand it. This Jordan Travis, the last two weeks, is the guy that we expected to see, especially running the football um, all season. It really wasn't there in the first few weeks. This is the guy that won them those games last week. Do you have any, any theories on what happened? Why? And I, I hate to look back on the losses, but and he didn't play in all of them. He didn't get to play. Right. But when he did play, he wasn't this guy running the football. No, I, I don't have any idea. I think he's the kind of guy, like he came in in the Jacksonville State game. I think we both agree that that probably, or he did not play much in the Jacksonville State game. Hindsight, that was a mistake. Right. They win that game if they game if they play him. But no, I, I don't know. I, the, Nor- the Notre Dame game, he ran for nine yards, and it was 25, came on one run right there at the end. But he's looked like a different guy. And what's funny is that, you know, he has a couple of runs where he'll get four or five yards, and he'll maybe he'll get the edge, but he won't sprint by the guy. And he, get, he might get six yards when maybe you thought, okay, that was up there. That could have been a 20-yard run. It's like he gets warmed up. It's like it takes a couple of plays running the ball for him to get warmed up. And he got warmed up and just torched him. I mean, look, he, he ran for 120 yards and completed his last 11 passes for 145 more yards. And he accounted like we just showed on the graph. He accounted for five touchdowns. That's that's crazy. That's like ACC player of the week numbers. And I think, look, I think I've said it all, all along, but but it's not like I'm alone in this. When he's healthy, he's the guy. There's just no other way. There's no other way to say it now. He's the guy. It's the healthy part that matters. But they are a different team when he plays. They're five and three. And in the eight games, he's played the majority of the snaps the last two seasons. They're five and three. Two of the losses were to Notre Dame. Every other game, they're 0 and 7. Like that, that's how important he is to just everything. I just think him being on the field, even somehow for some reason, gives the defense some confidence. But whatever the reason is, him being out there is huge for Florida State. Yeah. And, you know, I think, you know, as that game goes on and they're running the ball the way they were with Corbin and, and Jordan and, and Trayshawn and uh, really kind of controlling the line of scrimmage and putting together these long sustained drives, you start to wonder, you know, why couldn't they do this earlier in the year? But then you think back to all those drives that they had that were just sabotaged by being second and 15, third and 18, first and 15. And they, the the last two weeks they've cleaned that up. And to me, like that seems like that's been a huge difference because they haven't been playing in these just terrible, they haven't been behind the chains all, all game like they were in those earlier games. Yeah, I think the first drive they had a false start, and that right. didn't go well. And then other than that, I think they had another hold, but they ended up getting the first down anyway in scoring maybe. But other than that, yeah, they're not they're not shooting themselves in the foot. They're not good enough to overcome second and 25. We know that. But they're good enough if you give them four downs to get 10 yards with that guy at quarterback, they can usually get it. Um, and I thought something else that was – by the way, how about the back – I mean, not the way I'm backlit, I mean, this is crazy. This looks incredible. This should be my avatar. Look at this. It looks like a green screen. I promise I'm in Chapel Hill. I'm here. There's a stadium behind me. It doesn't look like it, but there is. I, I did come to, there you go. You can see the trees. So I, I am here. I promise. But I thought also, Ira, um, you had dudes actually make plays, right, man. Right. Like we talk about that. Like Jordan Travis isn't going to put it on you every throw. We know that. Keyshawn had a big third down catch in the first part of the game coming across the middle that was thrown too hard and too behind him. 
but he made the catch. Maybe that's a play he doesn't make a couple of weeks ago. And then his biggest catch, not even the 44-yarder, was the one on the sideline when Travis rolls out to his left on third and 12. That I don't, They don't pick up third and 12s in this offense. For him to get that open and then get his tippy-toe on the ground and make that catch, that's a big-time play, man. That's a big-time play. Malik McLean's catch was big-time. And then our boy, Treshawn Ward, to ice the game, that run is – that's like Rock Preston. Somebody tweeted me that it reminded him of Rock Preston, and that was a rock – that's just a guy that's going to win the game. He's trying to win the game right there, and that's what he did. And sometimes it does come down to guys making plays. And with that dude at quarterback, they make more plays than uh, when he's not there. And really on both sides of the ball. I mean, Jarian Jones getting that interception. I mean, I, you know, I don't know how many times – Florida State defensive backs had come up come up with big interceptions in key moments, but that was a huge one because Florida State had just scored. North Carolina comes right down the field, looks like they're going to score again. Sam Howell puts it up to their best wide receiver. Johnny Jones picks it off. Then the offense gets the ball and goes right down and scores again. I mean, that the, that's a sequence yeah. uh, that we have not seen from Florida State and because they lose football games. That's something we've talked a lot over the last couple of years. Those are things losing teams do. Well, these are things winning teams do. Yeah, it, and they don't lose to Mac Brown for whatever reason. I, I don't know what the deal is there. And I also don't know if Sam Howell still feels a little guilty for leaving Florida State in the lurch and leaving Willie in the lurch. So he's like, you know what? Once a year, I'm going to have 24 incompletions, and I'm going to let you guys win. We're not winning anything anyway, so enjoy this, guys. Enjoy this, Knoll Nation. But, yeah, I think that that play by Jarian Jones, you're right. That's a play they don't make. That's a play they haven't made in a long time. That was a 50-50 ball. When was the last time you saw an FSU corner win a 50-50 ball like that. Well, Not that's just it away to pull it down in the end zone. Florida State's luck, usually they come down with their knee at the half-yard line. He actually comes down in the end zone, so they get the ball at the 20. You just don't see that stuff. Yeah, that's what I was going to say, is normally they'll be in position. They yes. just won't make the play. Yeah, And then the Carol- the other team's uh, player well, makes the Well, play. and, and another, uh, another big sequence was, you know, they come out with a 21-10 lead, and they immediately go three and out. Again, by, by this much, they don't get it on third down, so they punt. In North Carolina, thanks to uh, – I think there was – no, it was like a 31-yard Howell run on third down. Uh, he was better with his legs than his arm today, by the way. Um, and he's and pretty his, good. And his, and his receivers didn't help him a whole lot. No, at all. Yeah, there was a – that's another thing. There was a break in there. There was a crossing route where a kid – the safety was coming over and slipped, and the kid dropped it. And if he catches it, it's probably a 75-yard touchdown. He's off – he's out the gate. But uh, didn't catch it, did he? He did not catch it. But looking back, they they cut it to twenty-one to seventeen immediately after right. after four minutes of the of the third quarter. Florida State goes right back down the field and scores again. That's that's again. That's th- those are the things that you. He talks about response all the time. Norvell response and answering and and uh, being tough when when things are down. That's what he's talking about. They go right back down the field and score. And I felt like that kind of turned the game. There were obviously some other plays later on down the line, but that touchdown right after right after going three and out and right after UNC had scored was huge. It's a huge play or a huge he, drive. Uh, he After the game, he said this is a new team. Mike Norvell mm. said this is a new team. Talking about, I guess, basically saying we can't hold all those previous losses on the road. You can't. They're not going to react the same way. This is a new team, and they've got a new mindset. Um, I think you, you start to see that. And I think this, this buy is at a good time because they're going to yeah. get healthier. The offensive line, the move, you know, Devontae Love Taylor, we love him. Trench talk, he's our guy. Um, but when he went out and Babion went into guard, it seemed like Babion played pretty well at guard, it seemed like to me. Yeah. We'll, we'll see what the PFF grades are. But the offensive line played well. Uh, Jordan, sacked, Jordan Travis didn't get sacked once in the game. Part of it's because of him, but they also gave him time. Uh, they also created some running lanes and some push. They got some short yardage. Uh, run so the offensive line played well. The secondary 
played probably its best game of the year. Not perfect, but probably the best game of the year. And now you get this bye week. Does it give you any thoughts that maybe Florida State could maybe knock off one or two of these teams in the second half of the season that earlier in the year we thought they probably wouldn't have a chance to win? Clemson didn't like what they saw tonight, my man. Clemson didn't want any didn't want any part of this. Uh, look, man, I just think it really comes down to him at quarterback. I, I I hate to put so much stock in one person, but the offense is so different when he's back there. They have now put up 68 points in the last two games. That's good. 34 points a game. Can You can do some things with that. The defense doesn't have to be great because this defense ain't. So if you can put up 34, 35 points every game, uh, you like your chances. So, yeah. I do think, I mean, Louisiana Tech put 27 up on NC State. Florida State at home could do something like that, maybe more if Jordan Travis is healthy, and then you're in a game. Same thing with Miami. This guy gives you a chance because of how they have to defend them. You know, that those plays aren't open. You know, Helton's not open by 50 yards, I don't think. Well, he was against Jacksonville State, and he dropped it. Good on you, Keyshawn, to catch this one. It wasn't a great throw either. But um, you're not getting these guys wide open if somebody else is at quarterback. They have to account for 13 with his legs, and he still runs for 120 yards um, and then completes his last 11 passes. And got to cut the sod, as we see right there. Man, he runs his own read about as any well anybody as I've ever seen. Does it remind? Did it seem like today, Ira, that they held he held it like Sam Hartman like longer than he's ever held it forever? And then he would even after he kept it, he would kind of accentuate the fake even more. I mean, it, he sold it so well. And when he didn't have it, he'd run behind the running back right. sometimes as if he did have it. And right, I, you know, right. my eyesight ain't the best. I'm like, oh, I, I didn't know who had the ball half the time, which I guess is a is a nice uh, is a nice weapon to have. And that guy, look. Um, that that run he made, putting his foot in the ground, that just that left foot and go. That's there ain't a lot of quarterbacks in the country that are making that run look that easy. And he just he has that about him. It's just a matter of him staying healthy. If he stays healthy, he's a sophomore. All those dudes on the line, a lot of them are young. Um, his running backs are all young. Like you start, like these last two weeks, does it give you any hope that maybe this there's an offense that's forming here that might not just be competent or average, but could be a good offense down the line? I mean, that's not North Carolina is not a great defense by any stretch, but 35 on the road, Florida State hadn't done that in an ACC game in a long time. And the one thing I would say, and we'll wrap it up here because I know you gotta you gotta finish writing and get on the road, but that's right. Um, one other thing that you know, I, like I'm really in Chapel Hill. <laughs> sure, I hope they buy the green screen. They're gonna change it to the moon landing here in a second. <laughs> uh, uh, but I think the fa- the fact that we can all sit here and say we all criticize the play calling, offensive play calling, the first four weeks of the season. It looked bad. It looked like they didn't have an identity. But play calling has got to be a lot easier when things work. Yeah. When when the linemen block right, when you're not in, when you don't get holding, false start every first down, when you're not, when the receivers make plays. I mean, the receivers got challenged this week by the coaching staff, and they came up huge. I mean, you talked about some of those catches. Uh, Malik McLean in the end zone was a huge catch. I mean, you had several guys come through with huge catches that you haven't been getting. So now that takes a lot of pressure off of the play calling. Now things start to work. Um, so yeah, man, I, it's it's you can. You can see a lot of things being different. The one last thing I wanted to bring up was, what did you think of the, the Powerade bath at the end of the game? Some people on social media were like, oh, how can you do that when you beat North Carolina? But, man, they're 18-point underdogs, first yeah. road win in two years. I'm I'm not going to begrudge it. Well, hey, we're the ones partying with champagne last week. We can't. Yeah, we can't who are we uh, to judge? That's just <laughs> that's just unclassy, Mike. How do you do that, Mike? How do you get, how do you get dumped with Powerade, man? Have some pride. For crying out loud. No, I don't really have much of a problem with it. Look, it's it's a it's a team that's desperate, a team that hasn't ha- felt like this. And it's not every day you win as an 18-point underdog on the road. It's not – I mean, again, 
I don't know. People can look it up and tweet at us. I don't know if it's ever happened before in Florida State history. And for him to get that kind of win on the road, now it's two wins in a row. It probably needs to be the last one unless, say, they beat, they win at Clemson or they win at Florida. That's worth it. But other than that, yeah, maybe don't make it a habit. But I, I don't really have a problem with it. Um, you know, more importantly, just, you know, I, I, don't, I would say about midway through the fourth quarter against Syracuse, like you joked the week before, I'll, hey, a little victory bell action. See, I got them to time that up. If you can hear that, Perfect. I was about to look for a different profession. Like I didn't, I didn't like what we were doing. You know what I mean? It wasn't all that fun. I, I like what I do for a living. Don't get me wrong. It's a fun job, but covering a bad football team isn't. Um, I would say starting with the second half of the Louisville game, right? Dare I say this has been a pretty decent football team. Louisville ain't terrible. Syracuse no. isn't terrible. Um, and then North Carolina's not terrible. They're not great. You're not. You're not. These aren't great shakes, but. From a team and the depths they were at to now play two and a half pretty good games together with some hiccups here and there, um, and show they can score and put points on the board these last two, I think that gives you some some hope moving forward. That okay, maybe they get to four or five wins this year, but you've seen what it can look like. You've seen how how quickly it can get better from week to week. So maybe what it can look like a year from now or two years from now when he gets more and more of his players in and this offense really can hump. We keep Jordan Travis upright. All right, man. Turn off your green screen. You can get on the road. I will. Now. I got to find this button here. I can't. I can't find it. I'm sorry, guys. All right. Drive careful, buddy. We'll see you soon.